0: Welcome to The Practice of Theology. My name is Tyler Kirkpatrick, and in addition to hosting this podcast, I serve as one of the pastors of Cross Point Church in Columbus, Georgia. The Practice of Theology exists to help the local church engage theology on a deeper level and learn how it applies to daily life. Today I'm talking with Raphael Kujubi, Springer Kane, and Jared Wise. This conversation was recorded in Busega, Uganda, when Springer, Jared, and I went to visit our dear brothers and sisters at King Jesus Church in November of 2021. This two-part conversation is somewhat of a roundtable about what makes a healthy gospel partnership between two churches in different parts of the world and a bit about how the pandemic affected King Jesus and our ability to be with them in person. It's no exaggeration to say that Cross Point Church loves our brothers and sisters at King Jesus dearly. After two years, or for some of us more than that, we were thrilled to be with our sister church in Uganda and to worship and praise the Lord with them and for them. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. All right, gentlemen, this really is a joy. It's a really unique opportunity. I've never actually done a podcast with folks in the room, but it's uh, it's wonderful to be here. To my right, I have Springer Kane. Across from me to my right, Rafael Kajubi, and then over here, Mr. Jared Wise. All right. So we haven't seen one another really for two years, I think is the least amount of time almost a year and a half, something like, well, no, almost two years is, is the least amount of time we've seen one another. January 2020. Right. So you were the, the last one to come here to Busega here in Uganda, two and a half years for me and Springer three.
1: That's correct. Uh, 2019.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's been a long time. So. What was it like? And I think maybe each of you can just kind of say, what, what was it like to see one another after two or more years of, of not being together?
2: Honestly, for me, like seeing, like I was saying at the airport in Entebbe, it felt like it took me, like a, it had to take me a couple hours to believe that this is real. <laughs> right. <laughs> after planning you all coming out here in Busega, two years and the plans are falling to the ground mm-hmm. because of the epidemic of COVID-19 and the confusion of it, uh, it had to take me many hours to believe it's a real, real thing. Yeah. And even actually seeing you all in the service yesterday, having you preach <laughs> right. for us, it felt like, is this real yeah. or um, in some world of imagination? Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's how it felt.
0: Yeah.
3: When I, when I came out the door and I saw a pastor, I... I wasn't paying attention to the way that the traffic was supposed to go coming out the door and the police officer sitting there had to yell at me to tell me to go the right way. Cause I was just so excited to see him. It was just been such a long time.
1: Yeah. I think for me, this trip, you know, we planned to come five months ago in June and because of another lockdown in Uganda the day before we had to cancel that trip. So we, there's been a lot of anticipation to come, but even a week before this trip, There were some changes of requirements of getting into Uganda and taking tests. And it it kind of brought this, another cloud of, oh my goodness, are we not going to be able to go again? And so it is the same thing. It wasn't until we actually got on the plane and in Atlanta that was like, okay, this is actually happening. Um, but it really has been surreal, but it also feels like it was just yesterday that we were here at Mm. the same time.
0: Yeah. That's how I felt. So it felt really surreal. Number one, we had a couple little, not major, but just some little hiccups. Even starting in Atlanta, I did not have a credit card that I needed that I didn't even use to pay for my ticket. So I was told right then, you can't go. So after that, and after buying new tickets, we were able to get here. Then we landed. Uh, Amsterdam was fine. We had had some great coffee and and some pastries, and then we land finally in Entebbe, and uh, we have a pre-registered COVID test already set up for Jared and he's paid but now they need his payment receipt and they can't find it anywhere he didn't print it i had mine on my phone and they just let me through but jared they they, they took his passport <laughs> they 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 took his passport hostage and made him get a paper receipt and so you know after these little things we were just kind of like oh my goodness and then we come out the doors and we see you and it was just it was surreal like finally we're here but then as soon as we were here, it was just like, oh man, I, you know, I was here like six months ago with a team. It's been a long time, but it just feels to me like home. I mean, it really does. Every time we come, you all say, you know, once we get to the, the guest house here, welcome home. Uh, and it's really what it feels like. And so that's, that's how it's felt to me, like, wow, we haven't been able to get here, all of these things. But then once we got here, it, it just feels like good and right. And, and like, you haven't missed a beat. You know, and people say that about like old friends, you can not see one another for a, a long time, and then you can be together, and it's like you've never been apart. And that's how I feel.
3: Yeah, I definitely think it's a testament to to our relationship and and some technology. I you know I mean you know even though we haven't seen each other in so long, we've been able to talk on WhatsApp. You know, social media, seeing. Yep. You know, I, I mean, I, I remember I, I walked into the church and uh, and someone stopped me, and they were like oh, your new house is so beautiful, you know? And like, like, they had been watching, you know, they'd been following the construction of our, of our house on, on, on social media, you know? It's like, I haven't been here in two years. I've been in that house, in, you know, yeah. for a year. And he's like, yeah. oh, your house is beautiful, you know? And so, like, it's just, you know, it really is doing life together. Yeah, in, exactly. In, you know, in a, in a world
2: apart context. Mm-hmm. And when you think exactly about what is going on between King Jesus Church and Cross Point Church, which are miles up, away from each other Mm -hmm. you think about it's almost coming to 10 years almost a decade of plowing into the depth of this relationship that even uh, two years of uh, not being able to see each other or being able to do life together you you can tell that once we are able to get to see each other it's like as if we've been together forever yeah right and um like the last podcast we did when we're talking what what's the essence of short term missions mm-hmm. and and partnership in a real time i believe like this 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 is a, a model if people want to call it that that it's really doing life together that everyone is in t- having intentions to know the brother mm-hmm. to 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 walk together not just in a, these 4 5 days you're here for now yeah but what do we build that is able to remain many years after we're not even able to be here
0: yeah right. yeah that's right
1: yeah for i would say for me you know three years is a long time a lot has happened yeah at CrossPoint, a lot has happened here at king jesus church but jared you mentioned technology i was thinking that as well i mean we have the ability to live stream our service you have the ability to live stream your service and so Pastor Rafael, you mentioned how you and other members of the church have tuned in to our live stream before. We've tuned in to your live mm-hmm. stream from a Sunday morning service or a Wednesday night service as well. And so that has been a blessing to keep up a little bit in that way as well. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned I preached yesterday. I just shared y'all's live stream from the service because I just wanted people to see like, man, we had such a a joy being with our brothers and sisters Mm. at King Jesus yesterday. And uh, I mean, it's crazy. You know, I'm preaching here in Uganda and my wife will watch the service at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. So what has this separation, this two or more years for King Jesus and Cross Point, what has it taught you about our partnership?
2: So much, um, but majorly it has taught me that, like I've always appreciated this partnership in uh, ways I cannot even describe, but this separation taught me that this is deeper than what I even think. Mm. That even when you were physically not able to be here, in many different ways you were here, in terms of being able to come alongside the realities of the most difficult times, especially King Jesus Church and the neighborhood went through. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about how many single mothers, how many you know struggling brothers, maybe they're border-border riders, that probably could have starved, their kids could have starved. Mm-hmm. And it, there was no need for any of you to physically be here to make sure that those kinds of, um, initiatives those kinds of outreaches are encouraged yeah. when you think about for example the 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 work that has gone on to maintain the structure and improve the structure meeting sanctuary of king jesus church teams from cross point didn't physically need to be here for that to be encouraged to continue so yeah. you you appreciate the fact that there's been trust that has been built and so much work can continue to be done with or without you physically being here yeah. on the ground, and for forever, I would be forever grateful for something like that. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, fellas.
1: Yeah, I would say exactly the same. I feel like the relationship has kind of strengthened over the course of the past couple of years of not being together, which is kind of odd to say. I feel like it would would have been very easy. Or two churches on opposite sides of the world to just grow further apart during that time mm-hmm. but as I was thinking about this it reminded me of the first podcast we did Tyler talking about care for our partners yeah right what we want to be with any of our partners is we want to be intentional and so especially knowing it was gonna be a while before we were able to send anyone here what ways can we be intentional mm-hmm. with our relationship with King Jesus Church and Pastor Raphael while we are not going to be able to come. And so mm-hmm. we stayed in communication with him. And, and he mentioned, you know, us, point being able to help out and send support over for uh, food to be uh, given out to the community, which helped obviously a lot of people in their community. And, mm-hmm. and I think those kind of connections would not have happened if... Both sides were not intentional right. uh, with each other. That, that was not just us on our side, but it was also Pastor Raphael and King Jesus Church being intentional as well.
2: And also when you think about different uh, brothers and sisters from Cross Point, many would text, many would guide and like the services that were streaming here. Mm-hmm. Quickly, I think of the gyms. You, you, you could tell that they were following, they were commenting. I, I think... Uh, I I forget the names, but many different ones. You could tell that they were there. Yeah, they they were either interested in knowing what's going on, and um, they, like the entire CrossPoint Church family, especially those that have been able to make it down right. here, have been such a. They have stayed in contact. They've stayed interested, and it's been a huge blessing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think the the word that Springer used, in, intentional. You know, I, I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is definitely easier for pastors and staff to stay engaged and intentional. But I think that that's kind of the 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 thing that makes all this relationship unique is that the congregants from both churches are intentional mm-hmm. about caring for one another. Um, you know, our our folks aren't coming here on short-term trips just to kind of come and see and then go back and, and forget, you yeah, know, or right. or just have a memory. I mean, there's there's, you know, there there are legitimate friendships and relationships that that have uh, you know been built and and continue to be cultivated. Um and so um yeah, I, I think that, you know, I agree with what both of you guys that I think that, you know, the past, you know, year and a half has has probably strengthened that because you know, in a, in a world where we could have gotten really, really selfish because we mm-hmm. were all going through the same situation and it was very difficult. You know, we could have gotten very, very selfish and sort of self-centered. And I think just the intentionality of of the the congregants of our church w- with each other, you know, mm-hmm. you, even more than, than the pastors and those of us who kind of sort of formally steward this relationship. Right. Yep.
0: Well, and that right there, relationship. So when I when I thought about it, it, I mean, even the first question, you know, what was it like to see one another? Well, why do you ask that? Was because you realize, man, you you missed each other, and I just kind of feel like, you know, our partnership is is foundationally relational. Number one, obviously, through the gospel, but just physically. I mean, we we enjoy being here. We enjoy worshiping together. We enjoy when y'all are able to come and be with us at CrossPoint. I mean, we really want to, as, as often as we can and as we are able, do life with one another. I think each of us commented yesterday, just being in the worship service and being able to, to worship the Lord through song and prayer and preaching with King Jesus was just phenomenal. And on this trip in particular, we haven't brought a big team, and so we're not really doing much work, but we've just been sitting with, with you, Pastor, on several different occasions, your family, with the other pastors, uh, with the leadership team, and just invested in one another. And I, and I just feel like that is kind of key for any healthy long-standing partnership, an actual relationship with one another. And it's it's my favorite part about the the partnership between our two churches. All right, gentlemen, well, this is for Springer and Jared in particular. But what is your perspective of King Jesus Ministries after not being here for 2 years? So, how have things changed for you in terms of of viewing King Jesus and what has been encouraging to you?
3: Well, I, so I think one, I mean, it's, it's all kind of encouraging, right? So, I, I mean, you know, you look at the, you know, I'll start with the obvious things that folks would see if they came, which is the physical sort of infrastructure changes, the way um, that the church has sort of transformed that that piece of land to be a center of the community you know with a you know with a park and you know improving the infrastructure the building of the the church to to just be more functional mm-hmm. you know eventually be larger to accommodate you know more people from the community to come um you know and and so all, all of that is very encouraging Um, uh, but i think the thing that encourages me the most is the fact that they've been able to continue even through covid um just sort of the concept of of christian community building right like so Mm -hmm. we're you know this is it's it's very easy and we were talking the other day about humanitarian work versus you know sort of bringing the gospel to community Mm -hmm. i kind of go back to um isaiah 61 um if you'll indulge me here Mm -hmm. um for a second so isaiah 61 1 through 4 says the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor instead of a faint spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness. That's my favorite part. Uh, they, they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that may be glorified, um, that they shall build up the ancient ruins and that they shall raise up former devastations um, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so like how, how that applies. And so, you know, so what, you know, what the prophet Isaiah is talking about here, you know, is really bringing the good news to the people, starting the foundation of, of all of Christian like community development is the gospel, mm-hmm. right? So it's easy to come in and put a bunch of money into, you know, into to work and jobs and building facilities and infrastructure and all these things. Um, but really none of it means anything if, if the gospel is not involved. And And so the encouraging thing to me is that they've just continued to, to start with the gospel and let the gospel sort of permeate everything they do, you know, even with the, the school and the, job skills program and the brick business and, and, and all of those things. And so um, to see that just be able to continue even through mm-hmm. COVID and lockdowns and separation um, and really grow and flourish. I mean, there's more people around kind of the church than there was before. So that's just very encouraging yeah. to me.
0: Well, yeah, the gospel is your North Star, right? It's the thing that leads and guides everything that King Jesus does. And so whether you are planting grass in a, mm-hmm. a field between an existing building and a new building you're going to build eventually, everything is for the purpose of the gospel mm-hmm. and and sharing with the community and bringing them in to hear the good news. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's just always an encouraging thing to, to step into as we come and, and visit with you
3: and i think you know in in this passage talks about the oak of righteousness and then raising up former devastations and generational devastation And i think one i mean there's no better example of just devastation and generational just sort of devastation and poverty than than kind of what we have here Mm -hmm. but i look at i look at the young men at, Mm -hmm. at king jesus and see oaks like you know an oak tree has deep Thick, very permanent roots, and mm. I see those young men, um, and and I see King Jesus being an oak of righteousness in the community. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Yeah, I think you make a great point of the gospel is the center of everything that's being done here mm. through King Jesus Church. And the reality is, if that was not the case, if this was just a humanitarian thing we we probably would not have come back after the first trip mm-hmm. that we took six or seven years ago. We may have realized that, okay, this is a great guy, but the church isn't really preaching the gospel. And so we, we aren't going to partner with them, but it was the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. The church was so clear on the gospel. And, and so for me, as I look back to three years I kind of, as I've been here the whole time, I'm thinking more back to six or seven years to that first time mm-hmm. that we came, mm-hmm. the church was in a different location, a smaller building, um, same worship service was no different than it is today, just in a different location, uh, vibrant worship um, there's not, a, to me, there's not much of a difference when we were worshiping there six years ago, than worshiping yesterday with King Jesus church as well. Mm-hmm. But I can remember over those first couple of years talking with Pastor Raphael and others about the vision for King Jesus church, obviously to be a gospel witness in this community. And one of the better ways to do that would be, have a better location within the community. And as time went, uh, a piece of land presented itself for sale. And we worked alongside Lifeline and King Jesus Church and were able to help get that land. And so to, to go from where King Jesus was six years ago Mm -hmm. to where they are now to see that vision being fulfilled of having this central location in the community where people are just naturally gonna be passing by the church every single day. If you ever come to King Jesus Church, whether it was three years ago or today, one of the first things you'll notice as you go to uh, the land is seeing all these kids and young adults. Uh, they now have a volleyball court, which was mm-hmm. not here the last time. Yeah. So the kids were playing <laughs> out there. There was a basketball hoop yep. the kids were playing in. Obviously, they're playing soccer uh, and their kids just running around everywhere. So it, it was an obvious picture of like what they wanted to happen has happened yep. and it's not and it's not just because they built the land but it's also because of the gospel witness that is happening right. and i know you mentioned pastor that even during the lockdown times when you couldn't meet together physically on a sunday morning and have a sunday morning service there were still people out at the land building community, you were still able to be intentional with the people in the community.
0: Prayer groups.
1: Prayer groups happening just couldn't necessarily happen like it looks on a normal Sunday. Um, and so to me, to see that growth over the years, and even even in the past three years, there's been a tremendous amount of growth as well. Mm-hmm. It's just been such a blessing to be a small part of this, just to get a glimpse of what the Lord is doing in this community through king jesus church
2: and of course for me being on a on, on in 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 Busega here just to to i like i, I always said to all of you like there would not be bright words to say thank you number one to mm. the entire family of Point church because there are many things that we are doing which are wonderfully going on at King Jesus Church. But at the same time, there are so many different things that would have been not possible to be done. Yeah. Uh, for example, Springer talks about uh, yeah, King Jesus being able to acquire this central prime property in the heart of this community. As wonderful as whatever is going on at King Jesus Church, there is no way we could on our own without this partnership being able to acquire mm-hmm. this, 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 this piece of property. And uh, I, I think about the welfare of my own family i think about all these wonderful things now i i cannot tell you because someone can sit at cross point and say oh they are doing a wonderful thing no the real truth is that we are mm-hmm. together both mm-hmm. king jesus church and cross point church we are doing this work together yeah, amen and uh, that 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 that's what I, I wanted to to say today
0: yeah mm. I think for me, most of the things that I saw that have changed largely revolve around the things you all have mentioned in terms of how they physically look different. And uh, I mean, seriously, the, the first day we went down to the lane, we were sitting under a, uh, a tree. What, what is that tree? What's it called?
2: Um, I actually know it in our language. We call it yeah. Jambola tree.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, but I thought you could say it better than me. Um, and there was some massive bird eating fruit above us. But just sitting there and it was it was nice, there was shade, there was the wind blowing, and just looking out on the property, I remember um maybe was it our first trip in 2018 where we sat down and we kind of thought about what it might look like in five to ten years, and uh, we even had someone draw up like plans. Mm and you had said yeah you know we'd love to keep this green space right here and have the school here eventually and a chapel and it's happening i mean y- you know you're seeing the church and even seeing the the larger church frame around the mm. existing smaller building and it's 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 happening and just the green space and how beautiful it is the bricks you all have been making and you've yeah. made pavers i mean all of that stuff was just really a source of joy and and honestly, it's seeing things come about that have been planned. And quite frankly, seeing the Lord bless those plans and, and using that. Now, I think one of the most encouraging things that I encountered was after the service on Sunday, there was a young pastor and his wife that had uh, come in and they just so happened to come in and I was preaching. So they came over and we were just we were talking and he said, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was here at King Jesus when I was in high school. And so I wanted to come back and see King Jesus and see pastor. And uh, there's a young man who was raised up in your ministry, at least for a time, and he has now gone out and he is pastoring. And to me, that was just the greatest source of joy, honestly, is to see that King Jesus is reproducing ministers of the gospel. Now, we know you've been doing that here and that they've been in the church and in this community, but just to hear of a guy coming back who is now taking the gospel to another community. I
2: mean, I think that's kind of what, you know, every Paul wants their Timothys, right? Yeah, of course. And when you even think about um, who you would not say, sons and daughters from King Jesus Mm -hmm. Church, when you think about the pastors of this community and uh, the fact that on a weekly basis, every Wednesday they are able to come in in that place Mm -hmm. and use it like it's their own place. And then actually thinking about uh, about it, I'm thinking about uh, Brad, Yeah, and I'm saying, I think the lockdown is lifted finally. (laughs) (laughs) It it would be a huge blessing to, at some point, squeeze in Mm -hmm. some time and say, let's go alongside these these pastors because uh, the truth is, um, uh, wrong. You think about this is this a theology podcast? Mm -hmm. Wrong theology is dangerous. Yeah people think about issues of poverty people think about issues of uh, the prosperity gospel and think it's just something that that is light yeah. but it mm-hmm. devastates communities yeah it devastates people groups so to to in, to create a platform where about 40 pastors and 40 churches can be able to come together and they uh, they are uh, what what brings us together is uh, is, is the shaping of right theology, and for them to accept someone like Brad Evangelista to come yeah. and, uh, and, and teach, and, uh, and they take him as one of their own, because the thing about it is uh, sound theology gospel-equipped ministers, many of them don't have the right heart, like what you see is going on at Crosspoint. Mm-hmm. Many just love fights. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you know, man... Many just want to, to, to fight, like at any one single chance they can have, is to mm. bump on a fight and divide people and, and, mm. and, and kill them, literally. So, to be able to have what we have between us and cross point, and especially have a guy like Pastor Brad who can come and he's not beating down on yeah, these right. pastors, but he's encouraging them and uh, drawing them into, you know, this is how we can teach healthy, this is how we can build healthy. I, I think it's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Challenges out there, Brad.
3: You should start looking at plane tickets.
0: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you've been called out. Okay, so what do you see Crosspoint and King Jesus's partnership looking like in the next five years?
2: So many different things I can envision. Number one, I, I foresee that there's going to be a day when in the next five years we are going to be able to, uh, together, be able to maybe finish that sanctuary that that has actually started which should be able to to I think multiply impact. I also see between our partnership being able to create like a resource center, a real resource center. I mean like I thank God that personally my personal library over the years Spring and uh, the rest of you have helped me build it. Yeah. But if it's only Pastor Raphael built, it's wonderful, but it doesn't affect this community. Yeah, right, Especially right. if you think about uh, what King Fad is doing and what the Muslims are doing here, uh, building Pastor Raphael alone may not do so much, but together when that sanctuary is, is finished, I foresee us being able to, to stock up a resource center where we know different pastors in this community can, can walk in at any one point, and they all know it, there is either a computer or there is a, a, mm-hmm. a, a book that they can pick up and bring healthy teaching to their churches. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about theology, uh, wrong theology, but if, if people are not equipped with what is right, do, don't attack what is wrong because probably that's what they know because yeah. many people are into these things just because simply they are ignorant. Yeah. The other thing I foresee our partnership, being able to, to do like what we did yesterday get intentional time and equip the ministers yeah you know i i loved how i, th- I think you or springer or gerald one of you stood up quickly and said no we are not experts in any ways so to <laughs> to think about a real american coming and say by the way we are not experts in, <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 in any way that is needed yeah this, yeah. this truest uh, example of, of true humility, of saying, let's learn together. That's what I foresee next five, ten years mm-hmm. from now. We are doing generally equipping, yep. equipping the body of Christ with sound theology, because we are not going to expect people to, to, to build healthy churches unless they've been equipped with healthy gospel yeah, that's and healthy right. theology. That's right. So I, I, I see something like that. But I also see that school for the deaf children not being, a, a, thank God we finally have a clean foundation yeah. built already. But I foresee a couple of deaf children we know that are from Busega that would never, like we as of now we all sit here, we know the truth. We know that without uh, us being able to be champions, to talk to whoever we can, to give, to help, if we don't build that that, that school for, for people like Kisaje, mm-hmm. So people like Adam, for people like Anderson, we saw Anderson yesterday. You see how he has come up to grow up into uh-huh. a young man, yeah, I think we have what it takes to make sure that tomorrow Adam is equipped, like he's being equipped in a good life skills school, and tomorrow maybe we are together we are creating some kind of uh income for him to be paid, yeah, to serve his own people so. Things like these are things I foresee in our next in our partnership. One, two, three, four, five years down the road, we are able yeah. to do that. I'm also thinking about many of the young men in King Jesus Church. The truth is that many of them are growing into young young men. I think it would be a joy for us to 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 come alongside them, equip them, and maybe help them transition into settling into family. Young men yeah. that are equipped to disciple their own people. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and you know, as I hear you say all of those things in particular about like theological training, honestly, one of our greatest joys of coming here is just sitting and talking to you and learning from you. And so, I mean, it's a joy for us to be able to partner with you and partner with your church and the school and the things that y'all are doing. But that's kind of the key point, the things that you are doing. I mean, I think that's kind of the 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 goal of our partnership is having just complete confidence in in you as a, as the lead pastor of King Jesus, but also of the other pastors and leaders of King Jesus. I mean, we really believe that the, the church in particular can be a hub of good theology and even theological training. Yeah, And so, you know, when we come, it's a joy for us to be able to sit, but honestly, we think you're more effective than we are. Hmm. And I mean when we come, we're probably more encouraged than anyone else because it's just a it's a joy to see people laboring for the sake of the gospel, being servant hearted, showing up and spending all day at the church for the sake of well, really out of a desire to grow and to serve better and more faithfully. And so when I think about the partnership, brother, I think about honestly, it, it's it is relational, but it's just an investment in what you guys are actually doing here on the ground. I never feel like we need to come and do anything. I feel like we need to come and just listen a lot and enjoy and rejoice in what the Lord is doing through y'all and bless through your ministry. So this trip has just been so fun. I mean, really it has.
2: Yeah, totally. Very mutual.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, you can help others find and be encouraged by this content by leaving a rating and review wherever you're listening.